Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The night started with some tears, with some joy, and celebrating a life that was cut far too short with Coach Decky. A lot of emotion to start this night for the Golden State Warriors. It's been a very, very tough week. And after eight days, they got back to doing what they love to do, which is play NBA basketball. And they have come away with a win. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up. We'll bring you into the locker room and hear from Coach Kerr and the players. Highlights from the game. Warriors Wrap-Up starts now. Yes, it does. And well said by Tim Roy, voice of the Golden State Warriors, as you heard here on 95-7 The Game. An emotional night inside of Chase Center for the Golden State Warriors, for the family of Dejan Milojevic, who was in attendance after uh, the Warriors' assistant coach, Coach Decky, as they called him, passed away uh, due to a heart attack he suffered last week in Salt Lake City when the Warriors were getting ready for that road game in Utah. Warriors had two games uh scheduled that they did not play that were postponed will be made up later uh, but the Warriors got back to action tonight uh, with Coach Decky's family in attendance there was a really nice ceremony honoring the life of Coach Decky pregame Steve Kerr addressed uh, Chase Center a sold out Chase Center the 500th consecutive sellout for the Golden State Warriors and instead of asking for a moment of silence uh, he asked for a moment of applause and ovation for the late, great Coach Decky, again, with his family, his wife, his son, his daughter in attendance. And it was an emotional moment and an incredibly sad moment, uh, but a very poignant and a very touching moment as well. Uh, and the Warriors, uh, they capped that emotional night. Uh, they capped the, the celebration of Coach Decky's life with a really nice ball game tonight. And I just wanted to open it up by by saying uh, our thoughts and prayers, deepest condolences are with uh, Dejan Milojevic and his family, uh, the entire Warriors organization, as they continue to push through this incredibly emotional time. Uh, but it was nice to see Warriors basketball again. It was really nice to see Warriors basketball again. And we left off... Um, at kind of a bad moment for Warriors basketball, forgetting everything else, the emotions of a man losing his life. And, and I know in life we, we can't just do that, but if we're focusing purely on just the basketball stuff, uh, the Warriors are not in a good way entering the, tonight. I mean, they last, last time out it was 
Nine days ago, they had eight full days between games. It was MLK Day in Memphis against a Memphis team that was without, like, their four of their five best players, five of their six best players, and the Warriors got run out of the gym in the fourth quarter in Memphis. They lost that game to the Grizzlies, 116-107, to and it was arguably the team's worst performance of the season. Things were not looking good for this Warrior team, and I know a win over the Atlanta Hawks, playing without Trey Young, playing without DeAndre Hunter, that's not going to convince you that this is a team that can legitimately compete for a championship, but considering everything that this Warriors team had been through uh, the last week now, uh, it was really nice to see Warriors basketball again, and it was great to see them come away with the win. And that's the bottom line. Bottom line, it was good to watch the Warriors on the basketball court once again. I don't know about you. I certainly miss them, uh, and they put together a really nice performance today. Uh, and I think it all begins with what Jonathan Kaminga did. But first of all, welcome into Warriors Live here on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy with you. The Warriors knock off the Atlanta Hawks 134-112. to It was kind of a close game through two and a half, three-ish quarters. Warriors put a run together to close the third, and they dominated the fourth quarter. The defense played really well in the second half after struggling a little bit in the first half. Um, but Jonathan Kaminga was incredible in this game for the Warriors. Uh, for my money, and I feel like I've been saying this quite often lately, uh, for my money, Jonathan Kaminga just put together the best game of his career. The best game of his NBA career. It's not a career high in points, uh, but I've said it time and time and time again. I don't care about how many points Jonathan Kaminga scores. It's the decisions that he makes with the ball in his hands, and at times when the ball isn't in his hands. I mean, how many times today would he cut without the ball in his hands. There was the great pass from Stephen Curry, kind of in semi-transition where Curry directs him to the hoop, kind of pointing at Kaminga to cut. Kaminga cuts back door. Curry finds him with a pinpoint pass. He gets an easy lay-in. Uh, but the stat line for Jonathan Kaminga, 25 points, tied a game high. Steph Curry also had 25, but 25 from Jonathan Kaminga, 11 of 11 from the field, tying a Warriors franchise record for the most makes in a single game without a miss, uh, tying Chris Mullen, the Hall of Famer, 11 of 11 for Jonathan Kaminga, 25 points, also nine rebounds, two assists. He had two steals. He had two blocks. He was everywhere. He was everywhere, 11 of 11 from the field and zero three-point attempts. There are times where I feel like Jonathan Kaminga settles a little bit too much on jump shots. Tonight was perfect, absolutely perfect for Jonathan Kaminga. I think he made the right decision with the ball in his hands every single time he got the ball. And I don't think I could ever say that before for Jonathan Kaminga. He's had really nice games, and he's had really nice moments, but every once in a while you kind of get that moment where he takes a contested three, he, he drives into a crowd and commits a, a charge or the like. That was not the case today. And honestly, I was a little bit worried um, given the layoff that the Warriors had, eight full days off between games. They last played nine days ago uh, on the 15th MLK Day in Memphis. And Kaminga had built a, a nice little bit of momentum up to that point. Entering tonight three consecutive games with 20 or more points, uh, 20 consecutive games with 10 or more points. Um, I thought that he was going to get in double digits. I, I don't know about getting 20 points again, but I was worried that there might be, uh, you know, we talk a lot about Brock Purdy and the Niners, right, with the bye, rest versus rest, right? Like, 
there is a chance the Warriors could come out a little bit rusty. And then you factor in kind of the emotional side of this all. Like, this is not an easy situation for anybody. But Kaminga did not miss a beat. It was from the jump. He did not start, as he hasn't been in the Warriors' last handful of games. But every second he was on the floor, he was aggressive getting to the hoop. And that's where Jonathan Kaminga has advantages against almost everybody that he plays. If you got someone shorter, uh, smaller, weaker, a guy that Kaminga can outstrength, you post him up on the block, and he's going to back you down, back you down, back you down. Either he'll spin around you and he'll finish down low, or he hits a little fadeaway eight-footer, like, and he's gotten really proficient at that shot. That's if you got someone smaller on him. If you got someone bigger on him, guess what? Isolate him on the perimeter, and he'll drive right past you. He is quick with the ball in his hands. He's developing a nice crossover. He's got an in-and-out dribble with his right and his left hand. So he's a mismatch no matter who you put on him most of the time. A smaller guy, he'll take you to task in the paint, on the block. A bigger guy, he'll drive past you and get a dunk. And that's not even mentioning everything that he does in transition. He had a moment where he had a steal uh, or a backdoor cut and a dunk. uh, And then he had the steal. And he led it to another dunk. Like, this guy was doing absolutely everything today. And then when you consider who he was doing it with on the floor, it makes it that much more impressive. So we've been talking a lot here on on Warriors Wrap-Up, on Warriors Live, throughout the week, during the normal shows here on 95.7 The Game, on Warriors this week, every Saturday morning, about... Uh, the future of this roster, considering that the trade deadline is now 15 days away, two weeks from tomorrow, uh, the Warriors have decisions to make. And it seems like the there is a pivot point that kind of circles around Andrew Wiggins and Jonathan Kaminga. And a big reason why it circles around those two is because up to this point, those two have not been able to play together uh, successfully. That was not the case tonight. That was not the case tonight. Those two played about 14 minutes and 20 seconds on the court together, give or take a few seconds. Uh, They were a plus nine in those 14-plus minutes. The Andrew Wiggins and Jonathan Kaminga combination at work today, and they played a handful of minutes in every single quarter. They were a plus five in three first-quarter minutes, a minus five in about 345 in the second quarter, a plus four in three minutes in the third, and a plus five in about four and a half in the fourth quarter. All in all, a plus nine over 1420 on court together for those two. And I think a big part of this is Draymond Green's return. Draymond Green was on the court for nearly all of those 14-plus minutes that Kaminga and uh, Andrew Wiggins were on the floor together, and he's kind of the glue that makes that unit, that group, work together. Uh, And I think this is only Draymond Green's second game back, but as he continues uh, to get back to his normal rotation um, amount, normal rotation pattern, his normal number of minutes, Uh, I think we see that three-man group a lot more for the Warriors going forward Uh, because the early returns on Draymond Green is that he might be the key to making Andrew Wiggins and Jonathan Kaminga work. And if that is the case, the Warriors need to rethink what their plan might be at the trade deadline because if you can get that unit to work, this team looks a little bit different. Now, again, this is just the Atlanta Hawks playing without Trey Young, without DeAndre Hunter, 
even with those guys, this isn't a particularly good team. Uh, they're barely in the play-in in the Eastern Conference right now, uh, and this is a worse team than that Atlanta Hawks team, again, because no Trey Young and no DeAndre Hunter. I feel like the trap I've fallen into a little bit is you see one nice performance from the Warriors, and you get a little bit confident. Uh, you think, oh, maybe they're they're turning the quarter just a little bit, and then they pull out a stinker like they did in Memphis last Monday. Um, so I'm not going to overreact to just one game. Uh, but for Jonathan Kaminga specifically, this is not one game. Uh, for the Warriors as a team, this is one game. But I think what gives you a little bit more confidence uh, is that it seems a little bit more, uh, I don't know, easily graspable. You can understand why today looked and felt better because of Draymond Green's return. And you you might hate Draymond Green, and I don't I don't blame you considering uh, everything that he's done on the court in terms of antics and getting suspended and hitting people and all that. I don't blame you if you're just sick and tired with Dray- of Draymond Green. I don't blame you at all. It is so incredibly clear, at least to me, that he's still one of the one of the best players on this team. Now maybe that's part of the issue that they need to rely on this guy who has been unavailable to them for a lot uh, of games recently. Um, but it's it's still very clear to me that when you consider everyone on this roster, Draymond Green is still one of the best players on the team. He unlocks them offensively, and he's still a hell of a defender. He's the best defender this roster has, and it's not close. I mean, things changed immediately when Draymond Green stepped on the floor uh, after he sat for the first five minutes of this game. Atlanta began this game on a run. Uh, they put up 15 points. Uh, over the first five minutes, 15 points over the first five minutes of the game. That was without Draymond Green on the floor. Atlanta was five of nine from the field, 15 points in the first five minutes of the game. Then Draymond Green checked in. He played the final seven minutes of the first quarter. Over those seven minutes, Atlanta scored just 16 points, and they went five of 17 from the field. Now, it's not all Draymond, uh, but it's hard to overlook just how much things changed immediately when he checked in. Now, the defense wasn't great for the first half in this game. Uh, Atlanta scored 37 in the second quarter. They had 68 points at halftime. Uh, you got darn near uh, another 70-point half allowed by the Warriors, uh, but led by Draymond Green, led by Jonathan Kaminga, and dare I say, led by Andrew Wiggins and his effort on that side of the ball, the Warriors only allowed 44 points in the second half. 44 points in the second half. Now, again, I need to couch all of this by saying this was not a good and not a fully healthy Atlanta team, uh, but for a Warriors team that has been making it a habit of giving up 70 or more points in a half recently, 44 points in a half, the Warriors are giving that up in a quarter often during this stretch of play recently. Recently, excuse me, 44 points uh, in a half allowed by the Golden State Warriors, and it allowed them to win by 22. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink think what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Points, 134 uh, to 112. A nice win for the Warriors to cap a very emotional night inside a chase center. Uh, and, and you leave tonight feeling a little bit confident because this team does look a little bit more complete with Draymond Green on the floor. You got nice games shooting from deep from Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. We talked about Jonathan Kaminga, and we're going to talk more about Jonathan Kaminga. You had seven players in double figures. Steph Curry and uh, Kaminga had 25 points. Clay had 24. Uh, both Clay and Steph each made five three-pointers. The other Warriors in double figures, Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins, each had 12. And then Dario Saric and Brandon Pajemski had 10 as well. Pajemski was very good once again off the bench as well. All right, it's Warriors Live here on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy with you as we react to a 134-112 Warriors win over the Hawks. I want to hear from you guys. Give me a call. 888-957-9570. That's also the Comcast Business text line. 888-957-9570. And I'm keeping an eye on the YouTube chat powered by First NorCal Credit Union. You can uh, shoot me a chat if you visit youtube.com slash 957thegame. Uh, I see you, Daniel, Bandit, Dublin Marge, Jim, a number of others as well. Uh, thanks for tuning in here on our YouTube chat, youtube.com slash 957thegame. Daniel just left a comment saying, uh, regarding Jonathan Kaminga, it's not about the start, it's about the stats. Minutes matter more. Uh, Daniel, I agree with you. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, it's never been about... I, I get, like, for a young player, why starting matters, and, you know, you want. I'm a starter on the Golden State Warriors. Like, you want that. And I understand it. It's kind of a nice... Uh, I don't know, like check, a box to check, right? Like I'm a starter in the NBA. Um, but Jonathan Kaminga was getting all of the important minutes tonight, and he earned it. If he wasn't getting those important minutes given the way he was playing, we'd have an issue, and the conversation would be different tonight. Uh, but he was really good, and he got the minutes to close the game. At least he would have if this game was close. He was set to be in the closing lineup, and then everyone meaningful checked out with about two and a half minutes left. Um he would have been in that starting in that closing lineup, and he did not start. Uh, but you look at how many minutes he played, 28 minutes and 51 seconds. The only Warriors that played more than Jonathan Kaminga today, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Uh, Steph Curry played 31 minutes. Klay Thompson played 30 minutes. Jonathan Kaminga played 28-51, so just about 29 minutes. Not a starter, but the third most minutes on the Warriors tonight. And if it was a close game, you could add another two and a half onto his ledger because he was playing the final two and a half minutes of this game if it was close. Uh, so, Daniel, I agree with you. Uh, for me, like, I get why individually, and it would, I would probably feel different if I was in the NBA and I was a young player. I don't want to start, I'm sure. Um, but for me, from an outside observer, uh, it, it feels like... Jonathan Kaminga understands, and I would want him to understand, and I think he is, uh, that you don't have to start 
to be highly, highly involved and really important in this roster moving forward. But let's focus on Jonathan Kaminga here for a little bit. Again, Warriors Live here on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy with you. Give me a call, 888-957-9570. That's also the Comcast Business text line and the YouTube chat powered by First NorCal Credit Unit is, is still going. Uh, Steve chiming in now on the YouTube chat, youtube.com slash 957thegame. The problem is games like the Bucks game where he doesn't get in. Too many of those games um, for Steve Kerr, uh, like that drawn up by Kerr. Um, I understand where you're coming from, Steve. And and Jonathan Kaminga has had some of those frustrating moments where he plays really well, uh, and maybe he doesn't close the game, or or there was the game against the, it was the the who was it? It was the the Blazers inside a Chase Center. I think it was early December. It was before the Draymond, excuse me, before the Draymond suspension where Kaminga was out of the rotation kind of inexplicably, uh, and then the Warriors were really struggling. They were kind of stuck in the mud, right? Um, and then Kerr eventually turned to him, and Kaminga played great. But it's it's those kind of frustrating moments where Kaminga doesn't even get a chance, or it was a moment uh, a little bit later on. Uh, I forget who the opponent was where it might have been the Orlando Magic. I forget who the opponent – oh, no, it was it was the Nuggets. Of course, it was the Denver Nuggets when behind a great Jonathan Kaminga third quarter, the Warriors built an 18-point lead at one point, and they led by 18 points with about 640, six and a half to go in the fourth quarter. And due to Kaminga's normal rotation patterns, he, he checked out just before the, the big Nuggets run happened, right? And Steve Kerr felt a little awkward putting him back in at that moment. Uh, and Kaminga never saw the floor again, and the Warriors lost that 18-point lead and lost to the Nuggets. Uh, so, Steve, I, I 100% know and understand and feel where you're coming from, um, but I think we're at a point now where Steve Kerr has learned his lessons in those moments. And I don't think we're going to see that happen anymore, at least not when Kaminga is playing like this. Now, if it does... If it does, we're, we're going to have a really fair conversation about it. Um, but it, it hasn't happened yet since then. Uh, so, Steve, I, I think that conversation tabled for now until it happens again. If it doesn't happen again, I think we can, we can fairly um, claim that Steve Kerr has learned his lesson in those moments. And Steve Kerr has openly said, uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't been coaching good enough. I haven't been doing a good enough job in those regards. Uh, so we'll see uh, if if it keeps going. Daniel chimes in again. The best ability a player uh, can have is the ability to consistently improve. J.K. has grown. He's earning and taking his green light. And you're damn right, Daniel. He is. Let's talk about what Jonathan Kaminga did tonight. 25 points, 11 of 11 from the field, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks. He is the first player in the 21st century with those numbers and 100% shooting from the field. The first player in the 21st century to put up those numbers with at least 25 or more points, five or more rebounds, two or more steals, two or more blocks, while shooting 100% from the field. And he tied a Warriors franchise record for most field goal makes in a single game without a miss, tying the great Chris Mullen. Like This was a historic performance for Jonathan Kaminga. And not just because you can pick out uh, some <laughs> really specific stat where no one else has ever done that, right? Like, I know I just read it off to you. 
Uh, but that's that's hyper specific. And if you get that specific on anything, you're you're not going to have many guys that did that. But it doesn't diminish how impressive what Jonathan Kaminga uh, did tonight. 11 of 11 from the field, and he took one shot from beyond 10 feet. One shot from beyond 10 feet. He made a 14-foot mid-range jumper in the second half. Everything else was within 10 feet. He would back down a smaller defender, either just out-physical them, get all the way to the hoop for an easy layup, or he'd take a nice 6, 7, 8, 9-foot fadeaway jumper, which he's gotten really good at. If you've got someone bigger and slower on him, you feed him on the perimeter. Isolate a side for him. He'll drive right past him for a dunk, for a layup, get a foul, head to the free throw line, which he has been a lot better at converting his free throws recently. Wasn't great there tonight, 3 of 5, but you like him getting to the line. Uh, And he's been doing that a lot more lately as well. Nine rebounds, two blocks. Two steals. It's not just the offensive end for Jonathan Kaminga. He's doing it on both ends, and it is feeding the Warriors uh, recently. And they're getting out on the break, and a big reason why they're scoring more in transition lately is because of Jonathan Kaminga. And have you noticed the Warriors are dominating opponents in terms of points in the paint lately? They are scoring in the paint at will, and a vast majority of that is thanks to Jonathan Kaminga. And believe it or not, with Jonathan Kaminga in the game, it opens things up for your shooters. Not because Kaminga is a fearsome three-point shooter and he spaces out the floor, but because he's so proficient when he's posting up on the block against anybody that defenses have to respect that, and they have to at least consider collapsing down on him. At least consider that. And if they do, guess what? Kaminga makes the right pass. He happened to do that today. Where a double team came, Kaminga posting up on the right block. Kaminga, seeing the double team, made the right pass to a wide-open Corey Joseph for a top-of-the-key three, top three-pointer, and he hit it. Kaminga, it's, it's not just about the points for me. And the points are great. Four straight games with 20 or more points. That's fantastic. It's great. The Warriors need the scoring. But it's every single time the ball is in his hands, he's making the right decision. It's getting to a point for me with Jonathan Kaminga where he could get the ball on the post and the opponents could send a triple team at him. And I'm confident he's not going to dribble it into trouble. He's going to make the right pass out to an open shooter. And I could not say that of Jonathan Kaminga a couple of weeks ago. I could not say that of Jonathan Kaminga a couple of weeks ago, earlier this year, last year, at any other point in his career. You see him understanding what is being asked of him every time he has the ball in his hands. And he said post-game, if you were listening here on 95-7 The Game, he was the post-game guest with Tim Roy and company. He, he said, you know, the game is slowing down for me. I can feel it slowing down. The ball in, is in his hands. He's he's keeping an eye on everything happening around the court. He sees the double coming. He makes the pass. He doesn't see the double coming, realizes he's got a shorter guy on him, a guy that he is stronger than. He'll back him down and hit the eight-foot fadeaway jumper. Every time Kaminga is making the right decision with the ball in his hands. And it's, it's fantastic news. And I think it's really going to force the Warriors – to reconsider their plan moving forward. Not that I, I thought they were ever going to trade Kaminga. I've been I've been hard on that. I don't think that they were. I don't think that they are. I don't think that they really ever thought they were going to trade Jonathan Kaminga. Um, but it's getting to a point where you feel like Kaminga isn't just some 
some future asset that you think will help you down the road, it's getting to a point where you feel like he's a guy who, in the right situation around him, if if maybe you could get a little bit more talent elsewhere, if Wiggins plays better like he did close to 2022, you're getting to a point where you feel like Kaminga can be a real value rotational piece to helping you win in the playoffs now. And that's a big pro- that's a big thing for the Warriors because they're they're kind of dancing where they're trying to balance and toe the line between being competitive now but not selling out for the future. And Kaminga is one of the rare pieces where he gives you both. And I think tonight was a, was a big step in that direction. All right, out to the phone lines we go. Up first is Mark in Milbray. Mark, what's up? You're on Warriors wrap up with Mark Randy. How you doing, Mark? Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, an emotional uh, night off for obvious reasons. Uh, I didn't know how the words would come out tonight with all the uh, pregame ceremonies, but uh, luckily, uh, you know, the uh, Becky's uh, family was honored properly tonight. And uh, as far as the Warriors go, uh, as you mentioned, to me, there's no reason why Kaminga shouldn't be playing minimum 30 minutes. Uh, He's just so athletic and he's so skilled around the bucket. He opens up the lanes for uh, Curry and Thompson and the other guys, obviously. And he's just such a uh, one of your – he should be one of your featured young guys. I, he's in, what, only 21. And I just don't like the way Curry has been, you know, jacking around. And not just him, just his philosophy on, on playing young guys. When Kaminga, she's continually showing he can be part of that core where they're trying to make a transition from the vets to the young guys. And to me, Kaminga is continually showing he can be – part of that core uh obviously the Warriors have really struggled to hit on the a lot of their draft picks but uh we got the shining star in my opinion in Kaminga in in Trace Tavin, Trace Jackson Davis and Podemski showing these are the Warriors are start, finally starting to hit on some of the younger picks so as you mentioned I know Kaminga's frustrated I think I don't know if he wants to be here long term but if if Kerr continually uses them correctly we're seeing the kind of production you can get from him. And I know you're playing a, a struggling Atlanta team, but Kaminga has shown he's doing that throughout the season. I know he has some ups and downs. At 21, though, he's still a shining star. So we're going to see tomorrow night another big test against your uh, rival there, Sacramento, at Chase, which I'm going to be at. We're going to see how they come out. But, uh, yeah, just they're really frustrated. I think Coach Kerr, as, as much as we love him with the four titles and everything else, I don't think he's had a really good coaching season, and, and mainly with these young guys. And, and Kaminga is showing he deserves to be out there on that court, and he should be playing a minimum 30 minutes, you know, with, with, with few exceptions if he's in a slump or not, uh, you know, coercing to their, to their plays or run, running sets. But uh, uh, that's what we need to see going forward. This team's not good enough not to have him out there. Thanks for the time. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Appreciate the call. Uh, you're right. I mean, Kaminga is too good to not be playing major minutes, and frankly, the Warriors roster isn't good enough to to keep him out of the lineup. Um, I think tonight, specifically, I think you saw some some hints toward this during the last road trip before um, the layoff as a result of of Coach Decky's tragic passing. I think you saw some hints of that before tonight, but tonight hammers it home. The Warriors' best lineup, you have four spots absolutely set in stone, in my opinion. The Warriors' best five-man lineup moving forward has to, absolutely has to include Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, 
Jonathan Kaminga, and Draymond Green. It has to include those four. I don't know exactly who the, the fifth guy is. It seems like Andrew Wiggins, or Steve Kerr wants it to be Andrew Wiggins, and he's trying really hard to make that happen, and Wiggins was fine today. Nothing outstanding, but he certainly was not bad. Um, but you have a number of other guys you can plug in to that fifth spot alongside Steph, Clay, Kaminga, and Draymond Green. You could plug in Dario Saric. Of course, I already mentioned Wiggins, but Wiggins, Dario Saric. You could try Brandon Pajemski. I think things get a little bit hairy when you have a three-guard lineup, and that would also put uh, Kaminga uh, at 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 uh, it would put Kaminga at the four, but that three guard lineup would make it a little bit more difficult for the Warriors going forward. Uh, when Gary Payton the second comes back, he could slide in and be your fifth guy in that unit. Um, when Moses Moody is back, he could slide in and be the fifth guy in that unit as well. But it's becoming very obvious to me that the Warriors' best five man unit moving forward, four of those spots are absolutely set. It's Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jonathan Kaminga, and Draymond Green. Draymond Green was great today, and he is making the Kaminga and Wiggins duo work. He's making it work. And it happened tonight. It happened a little bit in Memphis. I know that was that feels like forever ago. It was nine days ago. The Warriors had eight days off between games, but he's making that group work. Uh, Wiggins and Jonathan Kaminga today were a plus nine over 14 plus minutes on court together. And like 95% of those minutes also came with Draymond Green on the floor. They also came with Draymond Green on the floor. And we hadn't really seen any success from that Kaminga Wiggins two man group before. We've seen some flashes here and there, but it was mostly down. And when it was good, it was followed by a real bad downturn, uh, so much so that Steve Kerr would be scared to go back to it throughout the rest of a game. But he'd try it again and again and again because he wants it to work, and you could see why. I mean, the NBA, it's not moving. It has already moved to a wing-dominant league, and you are not going to be competitive in the NBA unless you have long, athletic wings that can score and can play defense. And who do the Warriors have that fit that description besides Jonathan Kaminga and Andrew Wiggins? And if those two cannot go and uh, work together, if they cannot, you know, work well together on the court together, then how the hell do you expect to be a, a competitive basketball team? Like, it can't work. So I get why Steve Kerr wants to make it work. It hadn't been working. But now you get Draymond Green back, and it works. At least the early returns are that it works. So my expectation, my prediction moving forward, we're going to see a whole lot more of the Wiggins at the three, Draymond at the uh, – or pardon me, Wiggins at the three, Kaminga at the four, and Draymond at the five. I think we're going to see a lot of that moving forward. And just because we know who the other two guys are, it's going to be Stephen Clay. I think we're going to see a lot of that five-man group. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga, and Draymond Green. It's not new. It's not new that Draymond Green is the Warriors' best center. Like, that's kind of been the key to this Warriors dynasty from the beginning. Warriors go small, Draymond slides in at the five, and they're just faster, quicker, uh, in, in the past, more athletic, better shooting. Uh, they're not all of those things anymore because they are up there in age. Kaminga does bring them. Uh, a jolt of athleticism and youth, of course. 
Wiggins is athletic. There was the clay steal. Uh, Steph pushed in transition to the alley-oop to Wiggins. Like, Wiggins still has that bounce. He still has that athleticism. That five-man group is a unit to watch. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga, and Draymond Green. I don't think we're far from that being the Warriors' go-to closing lineup. And then when you consider what the Warriors have elsewhere, I mean, that's uh, not including Sharich. That's not including Pajemski, both of whom were very good today, specifically Pajemski. Kevon Looney is solid, although I think most people would argue he's having a little bit of a down season. I think that five-man unit is, is a unit to keep an eye on. And I'm seeing... Other mentions here on the YouTube chat, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. On the grind, 247 mentions Trace Jackson Davis. He also one I didn't even mention. And, you know, GP2 comes back. Moses Moody comes back. Moses Moody will be back before GP2. Someone asked earlier, is there an update on those two guys? Uh, The Warriors released an update uh, on Monday, both of those guys were reevaluated, and they and the Warriors said both Moses Moody and Gary Payton II are making good progress. They've been cleared to begin light individual on-court workouts. Moses Moody will be reevaluated again in one week, and Gary Payton II will be reevaluated in two more weeks. Uh, so you're still without those guys, both of them, for at least one more week. Moody will miss at least one more week. GP2 will miss at least two more weeks. Um, their return is on the way. Uh, but not incredibly imminent just yet. Um, and we know that we've known that this Warriors team has been pretty deep for a while. It's just that you you haven't been able to find that one consistent five man group that you turn to when things go bad. You haven't found it all season, and a big reason why is because Draymond Green's been unavailable, and Draymond Green deserves all the blame for that. He let his team down one hundred percent. But he's available now through two games. I haven't seen him argue with the refs. I haven't seen him be in danger of getting a T, getting ejected, any of that. No, it's just two games. A lot can change moving forward. But it it seems very obvious to me that the Warriors' best unit involves Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Jonathan Kaminga, and Draymond Green. And if they can get a little bit of consistency from any five-man group, even a four-man group, those four plus whoever the hell's uh, whoever else you want to throw in there, it's going to go a long way for the Warriors moving forward because they just haven't had that one unit that they know is going to work on a night-to-night basis. They have been searching for everything all season. If they get one unit that works a little bit for them on any kind of consistent basis, this is going to be a different team moving forward. All right, back out to the phone lines on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy with you. Uh, give me a call, 888-957-9570. Up next is Jonathan. He was at the game tonight. Jonathan, what's up? You're on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, uh, I just I just wanted to say uh, great, great performance tonight by the team. I wasn't sure with the events of the week and with the pregame ceremony and you know, really everything that they've been through this month, I wasn't sure how they were going to respond. But uh, despite, you know, the second quarter and cutting it to one point at halftime, I really love the way they responded. Steph and Clay both had great games and led, as you mentioned, Raymond staying out of trouble and actually contributing a lot on, on offense and defense. Uh, the, the reserves, you know, uh, having big games. Everybody seemed to contribute tonight. And 
uh, I thought this was one of their best games in a while. Uh, uh, so I was really impressed. Uh, I love the tribute for Decky. Wanted to be there to pay my respects and, and thank them and be there for them. Uh, on a lighter note, uh, I especially wanted to be here because uh, I, I owe them uh, because they did me a huge favor in losing to the Heat. So I had to come back tonight and, and say thank you and uh, help them get through the Hawks. And uh, I'm glad to see how well they responded. And hopefully this is the springboard of more to come. I'll be back tomorrow night to the Kings. And let's see if they can make a little bit of, of a push here. Uh, they're not that far out, uh, you know, slowly but surely of, the, of that playing tournament so uh you know incredible game uh and incredible resilience and i guess only a team like the warriors could uh come through something like that and actually pull through so we'll see if it can continue but uh what what, what a performance uh considering everything they've been through. yeah thanks for the call jonathan sounds pretty windy uh, down by Chase Center in San Francisco right now, but appreciate the call as always. Uh, you, you're right, Jonathan. They're not too far out of a, a play-in spot uh, with the win. The Warriors now 19 and 22. They're a game behind the Jazz for the final play-in spot. Um, but if you're looking at getting back into the top six in the Western Conference, uh, they're five and a half back, and you got a lot of teams to jump. The Warriors are currently 12th place in the Western Conference. So, uh, and. We're at the the official halfway point, by the way. The Warriors have now played 41 games. They're 19 and 22. You've got 41 games left. They're on a 38 win pace. They're on pace to go 38 and 44. Uh, that's not very good. They're going to have to really turn it on in the second half if they're going to get into the play-in, if they're going to somehow avoid the play-in and get back into the top six of the Western Conference. Um, but as I said earlier, I'm not trying to overreact uh, to to a win against the Trey Young list Atlanta Hawks. Uh, no Trey Young and no DeAndre Hunter. Uh, I'm I'm not going to overreact, but it is easy to see um, that the Warriors have a little bit more faith in any unit that Draymond Green is out there in, and I think it's also pretty obvious that Draymond Green makes Jonathan Kaminga better. I, I I saw someone say it. I think it was on the YouTube chat. I apologize. Oh, there it is. Daniel. Daniel said this as well. Daniel, you're on fire on the YouTube chat, by the way. Uh, Daniel saying Draymond is a connector. He is. He makes different groups and of people and, and units and guys and guys with different skill sets, with similar skill sets. Uh, he makes them work together. And whether it's it's him directing traffic, whether it's him yelling out instructions, whether it's him always making the right pass, if he's in the right spot, uh, he's making threes. He made two threes today. By the way, the Warriors improved to 128 and 28 when Draymond Green makes two or more threes in a game this season. Like, that's impressive. And it that's just the offensive end. Draymond Green is still the best defender on this team, and you saw it immediately. Uh, the Hawks scored. 15 points in the first five minutes of this game. Then Draymond Green came in, and they scored 17 points in the final seven of the third quarter. Draymond Green is still a really good defender, and as Daniel said, he's a connector. He's also a connector on the on the defensive end of the floor. He was really, really good. Really good in this game today, uh, and I think he gives Draymond, or pardon me, Draymond Green gives Jonathan Kaminga a boost, uh, and he gives Andrew Wiggins a boost, and he gives that unit as a whole, a boost as well. All right, we got to take a quick break here on Warriors Wrap-Up. When we come back, 
We'll hear from Coach Kerr, uh, and then we'll say goodnight. But a little bit more to go here on Warriors wrap-up by 95-7 the game. The Warriors beat the Hawks. Final score, 134-112. to They cap an emotional night inside of Chase Center. Uh, pre-game, the team honored the life of uh, the late, great uh, Coach uh, Dejan Maloyevich, Coach Decky, as the team called him. He lost his life last week after a heart attack suffered in Salt Lake City. Very emotional night inside of Chase Center, uh, and the Warriors uh, responded to that rough night uh, with a nice win over the Atlanta Hawks. Great to see, uh, and just a very, very touching moment pregame inside of Chase Center as well. Warriors win 134-112. to 112. We're back with more Warriors wrap-up next on 95.7 The Game. Murray on the near side. Behind the back with the dribble, left wing. cross green the free throw line. Shot oh. blocked by Clay Thompson. Knocked away Curry on the break. Over the lob, Wiggins, catch, and dunk! <laughs> How about that pass? My goodness. That was Curry at his playful best there. But a nice block by Clay to start the sequence. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. See what happens when you get out and run? Two of the most fun moments at Chase Center tonight were fast break dunks, and the Warriors have not had many of those. That one you just heard, Tim Roy, of course, alongside Tom Tolbert. It was the Clay Thompson block. Steph Curry got the rebound, pushed the tempo, and then threw a lob after kind of a fake the other way. The lob to Andrew Wiggins, who skied for the alley-oop dunk in transition. Uh, maybe the other most fun moment, this one might have taken the cake, it was after a Kaminga bucket, uh, and he's flexing on the opponent because he was just on fire. Literally did not miss this entire game. Uh, tied a Warriors franchise record for the most makes in a single game without a miss. Uh, but scored, went right through a defender. I mean, how many times did he just drive past Jalen Johnson in this game tonight? Jalen Johnson is a really good player. He hurt the Warriors uh, on the, the Hawks' offensive end, uh, but Kaminga beat him. Like, he must have beat him seven times tonight for buckets. Uh, it was not a good day defensively for Jalen Johnson against Jonathan Kaminga, but Kaminga had a bucket and kind of took a second to, to flex and hear the crowd uh, and then he got back on defense, stole a pass from the Dejounte Murray, and raced down the floor for a dunk. Uh, and those are, you know, two of the loudest moments inside a Chase Center tonight. Uh, of course, aside from what was a really touching and emotional pregame ceremony, pregame uh, moment honoring uh, the late great Dayan Milojevic, the, the Warriors' assistant coach. Uh, who tragically passed away last week after suffering a heart attack. Uh, this was the Warriors' first game since uh, that heartbreaking news. And there was a, a really nice moment pregame. There was a video tribute up on the big screen inside of Chase Center. And then Steve Kerr took the mic, addressed uh, the whole crowd, all of Chase Center. And there was a number of connections to Coach Decky on both these teams, uh, Bogdog Bogdanovich, uh, of course, all of the Warriors know him. Dario Sharish won the Adriatic League MVP, which was the same league that Coach Decky was a three-time MVP in. Uh, a lot of connections around the NBA to Coach Decky. Uh, and it, it was, well, of course, an incredibly sad moment. Very touching and emotional and poignant as well. Uh, we're going to get back to all your texts and your chats on YouTube. we got more to talk about with Kaminga and Draymond Green and, and where the Warriors go from here. But let's hear from Coach Kerr after the game 
He was on with uh, Zena Keda of NBC Sports Bay Area, one on one on NBC Sports Bay Area. So shout out to those guys uh, for the audio here. But on one on one, Coach Kerr along with Zena Keda talking about the emotional beginnings to the night uh, and then the nice night the Warriors had in the game against the Atlanta Hawks. Here is Coach Kerr with Zena Keda on NBC Sports Bay Area. Coach, for uh, the last two days, everyone's been talking to you and asking you about the emotions leading up to this game, the anticipation, and now the day has finally arrived. Can you walk us through some of the emotions that were coursing through the bench throughout the night? Well, I saw a lot of guys in tears as the ball was being tipped. You know, I put uh, Brandon Bajemski in the game maybe at the six-minute mark in the first quarter. He still had tears in his eyes, you know. So um, it was... um, really emotional um i wanted the guys to just lose themselves in the game and and um find some solace uh, just playing and i think they did and uh, you know we weren't we weren't ready to play until tonight you know it took it took all week for us to prepare for this and um and even then it just felt um difficult that whole first half but i'm very proud of the guys they um they played well and and um you know, rallied around each other and, and got the job done. And, um, you know, we, we move forward. I love that. I know that Steph Curry made that first three of the night, kissed his hands, blew it upwards, and it felt like it was a little different than when he typically does it. What did it feel like for you? Same, same. I saw Steph do that, and it was like, yeah, that was for Decky. And, uh, um, yeah, it was just the whole this whole week has been surreal and um and so um devastating and um you know the biggest thing is um Decky's family you know I can't stop thinking about um his his son and daughter and his wife and you know they're heading back to Serbia tomorrow and I'm glad they'll be uh, surrounded by um their family but um you know it's um it's hard to uh, to process everything Before the game started, you mentioned you wanted to dive in first, stick together as brothers, and go out there and try to get a win. You won the game. But there are ways that the Warriors played that probably honored Decky's legacy. What ways did you find your team honored him tonight? We actually ran a lot of actions that he... um it drew up um yeah and you know i didn't want to make a big deal of it and um i just didn't want to put pressure on the guys and i didn't even tell them but a lot of the actions that we ran were things that he recommended uh decky had a, a brilliant basketball mind and and always had great thoughts great suggestions he's been a huge part of our success here the last few years and uh so tonight um you know i thought the guys you know, they, they honored him. They honored his family um, the best way that they could. And, um, you know, they, the, this I said yesterday, this is not Hollywood. You know, you don't win the game and then everything's great. You know, it doesn't work that way. Um, you win the game and, um, you know, their family is still without a, a husband and a father. And, and we're still without our, our friend. And um, that's not going to change. And that's that's the hard part. My last question to you. I know a lot of focus is always on the players and the adjustment that they had to make and flipping the switch, but you now had to coach a game and you have to coach the rest of the season without Coach Decky alongside you. What was that adjustment like tonight? Uh, tonight was just about the emotion and just trying to get get through it. Um, uh, I, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but all the coaches took a... Uh, 
a shot of something called rakia, which is before the game, which is a, uh, a Serbian brandy. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we all took a shot of that in, uh, in Decky's honor, and we won. So we might have to keep doing that before every game. <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't tell you this either, but I saw the bottle. You did? <laughs> but nobody's going to see this, right? Nobody's watching. No, okay. no one's watching. Hey, they honored him well tonight. That shot worked out, and there you go. You got the win. Congrats, Coach. Thanks so much. Of course. All right. A shot of Serbian brandy for Coach Kerr and the coaching staff before this game. Uh, just great stuff there from Steve Kerr. I, I Watching what Steve Kerr said pregame and, and listening to what he said postgame, um, I know that Warrior fans and a lot of us here on 95.7 The Game have uh, at times questioned a lot of Steve Kerr's decisions this year. Um, I think one thing that we can't question is – there is nobody better. There is nobody more well-equipped uh, to lead a franchise, lead a team, lead a group of people through something like this as Steve Kerr is. And I believe that in my heart, that there is no one who can uh, better lead a group through something as tragic, dealing with this sort of loss. I mean, Coach Decky was 46 years old. There is no one more equipped to help a group through something like this than Steve Kerr. I mean, I, I tweeted it uh, when Steve Kerr addressed the crowd uh, earlier tonight before the game. I said, Steve Kerr, and I believe this as well, Steve Kerr, one of the best coaches the game of basketball has ever seen. He will retire whenever that time comes as one of the best coaches that basketball has ever seen. Disagreements aside from this season, he will retire one of the great coaches in basketball history but he is a much better person than he is coach a much better person than he is coach and that that has nothing to do it's not a knock on his coaching ability because again he's one of the best coaches ever but he's just a miles 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 better person because that's just who Steve Kerr is so again I don't think there's anyone more better equipped to leave to lead the Warriors lead any team any group of men through something like this than Steve Kerr is. And I think the Warriors are are blessed in this moment to have Steve Kerr uh, as their head coach. All right, a few more minutes left here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Let's hear a couple things from Jonathan Kaminga before we do get on out of here. Uh, one thing that I talked about that I loved from Jonathan Kaminga, shot selection. One shot attempt, one shot attempt outside of 14 feet tonight, outside of 10 feet, excuse me. It was a 14-foot mid-range jumper that he made. Uh, He made literally everything that he took tonight, 11 of 11 from the field, tying a Warriors uh, franchise record for most makes in a game without a miss, tying the great uh, Chris Mullen, by the way. So a good company for Jonathan Kaminga. Um, But I love that Kaminga shot chart was literally (laughs) like everything in the paint and nothing else. Aside from that one mid-range jumper, a couple of like eight, nine, ten-foot jumpers from the baseline, um, so outside of the paint, but still pretty close to the rim. Uh, Kaminga was asked about not taking any three-pointers tonight. Here's J.K. I really took what they gave me on defense, and that's pretty much it. I only took what they gave me on defense, and I wasn't even really thinking about taking any three. And that's the key for Kaminga. Take what the defense gives you. And almost always, Jonathan Kaminga is going to have some sort of advantage on whoever's marked up against him. Uh, I mean, it happened time and time again tonight. Whether it was uh, Garrison Matthews for the Hawks or whether it was Jalen Johnson or DeJounte Murray, like 
Those guys are not necessarily small guys, but they are guys that Jonathan Kaminga has the strength advantage over. And he can just back you down on the post, either make a spin move baseline, finish around the rim, or as we just talked about, hit that little fadeaway seven, eight, nine foot jumper. Uh, he can do that against those guys. Uh, if someone like Clint Capella comes out and guards him along the perimeter, or someone off the bench like uh, Okongwu, guess what? Kaminga is quick enough and has a good enough dribble that he will just drive right past you and finish at the rim. There are a few matchups in the NBA uh, that Kaminga does not have an advantage in. Um, and he showed that tonight. A perfect 11 of 11 from the field. Here is Kaminga reacting to the fact that he did tie a Warriors franchise record with the great Chris Mullen. Uh, it felt great. Uh, it's crazy that Chris Mullen is really, is really my guy and just tying his record, it's a blessing. And I'm really happy that happened. So obviously it's a blessing. Yeah, Jonathan Kaminga, right things to say after the game. Tying a, a a legend like Chris Mullen, you better say it's a blessing, uh, and and he did. All right, uh, Warriors live here on ninety four. Pardon me, Warriors wrap up here on ninety five seven. The game, Mark Randy with you. Uh, let's take care of a couple pieces of business up first. Is extending the three point line, and for that we go to the great Clay Thompson. Pass Ooh, through yeah. traffic, deflected right to Clay as if he meant to, and it's a three. <laughs> Corner three for Clay, a pinball assist for Jonathan Kaminga. I guess uh, I've been talking all show about how Kaminga like made the right decision every single time. That might have been the only bad decision that he made, but it still resulted in a three-pointer by Clay Thompson. It was in the first half. Kaminga had the ball, uh, I think, top of the key, a couple of dribbles to the left into the paint and, and kind of got cut off there and passed to Clay Thompson in the corner. Um, but there was a defender there, and it felt like J.K. kind of at, at the last second Tried to pull the pass back. He got deflected, and it somehow found its way to Clay Thompson for a three-pointer. Uh, Clay hit it. He finished with 24 points for the Warriors, 5 of 10 from downtown. He was a plus 11 for the Warriors tonight, and that is extending the three-point line. Brought to you by West Coast Men's Health, successfully treating men for ED and chronic pain. Visit West Coast Men's Health. Dot com. All right, and uh, without further ado, let's get to our hardest worker of the game. That's brought to you by the Alameda County Sheriff's Office, who works hard to serve the community. Are you looking for a career in law enforcement? Learn more about job opportunities at joinacso.com. Uh, and this has got to be the most obvious hardest worker of the game in of the season. It's it's an obvious one. Jonathan Gaminga. He's our hardest worker of the game, 25 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks, 11 of 11 from the field, tying a Warriors franchise record for most makes without a miss. Uh, it's his fourth straight 20-point game, his 21st straight 10-point 10 uh, 10 game, and uh, he's the only player. This comes from StatMuse. I saw it on Twitter, at StatMuse. Jonathan Kaminga tonight, the only player in the 21st century in the NBA to score 25 or more points, grab five or more rebounds, have two or more steals, and two or more blocks while shooting 100% from the field. The only NBA player in 21st in the 21st century to do that. So, Jonathan Kaminga, uh, you get a very, very deserving hardest worker of the game. Again, brought to you by the Alameda County Sheriff's Office. Warriors uh, beat the Hawks. Final score here, Warriors 134 and the 
uh, Atlanta Hawks by a score uh, 134 to 112. Excuse me. Jonathan Kaminga was great. Draymond Green made his return to Chase Center. First game in Chase Center for Draymond Green since December 2nd. Uh, that was that game against Portland that I referenced earlier where Kaminga was out of the rotation and then came in in the third quarter and dominated, uh, and the Warriors uh, went all the way uh, the, uh, forward the rest of the way. Uh, and uh, he's back, and he's, he's looking uh, pretty good for the Golden State Warriors. All right, that'll do it for Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game on this Wednesday evening. Thanks so much for tuning in uh, all night long. Really appreciate all the interactions on the uh, Comcast Business text line, on the YouTube chat as well. Uh, there was actually one YouTube chat, or, or pardon me, uh, a text on the Comcast Business text line I wanted to, to mention before I, I do go. The 510 uh, saying... Uh, Corey Joseph will take that fifth spot. I was talking about. I think the Warriors have a a set four man group that they that they uh, are going to turn to moving forward. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jonathan Kaminga, and Draymond Green. I think it's kind of a fight for that fifth spot right now. And the five one zero saying it should be Corey Joseph. Um, this is something I I didn't mention, but I'm glad the five one zero brought it up because I think given what Brandon Pajemski has done now for the Warriors, and I feel like I'm overlooking him tonight. Uh, Brandon Pajemski, 10 points in 26 minutes off the bench, 5 of 9 from the field, 3 rebounds, a couple of assists. Uh, he was a plus 19. That tied for a, a game high. Draymond Green also a plus 19. Kaminga a plus 18. I feel like what we've seen from Brandon Pajemski as a ball handler and as a creator, I feel like it, it kind of makes the Corey Joseph minutes a little unnecessary. Um, I Steve Kerr likes to go three ball handlers. It's why when Chris Paul was healthy, Pajemski still got minutes. It would be Steph Curry, Pajemski, and Chris Paul. Uh, so Steve Kerr likes three ball handlers, and Corey Joseph is the third with uh, Pajemski as the second. But I feel like it, it might be best for the Warriors to, to limit some of those Corey Joseph minutes. But we'll see going forward if the Warriors do that. All right, with that off my chest, it's time to go here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Thanks so much uh, to everyone for tuning in. For Chris O'Connell and Sterling Bennett across the glass, my name is Mark Granny. The Warriors win 134-112. to 112. They're back in action tomorrow as the Warriors stay at home. Uh, they got the Kings. Should be a fun game tomorrow. Tip-off is at 7, pregame right here at 6 on 95-7 the game. And then they have the Lakers coming up on Saturday, 5.30 tip on Saturday. That should be a ton of fun. But the Warriors tomorrow against the Kings. We'll see if they can back up their good performance tonight with a win at home against a good Kings team on the back end of a back-to-back. One final time, the Warriors beat the Hawks 134-112. to 112. This is Mark Ranney signing off. Thanks so much for tuning in to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.